Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. You nailed it, Anna. (laughs) I'm back. Hello. I'm your host, Christy Grody. I have Anna with me, the owner of Pure Bar, Kenwood. She's back on to host the intro of the podcast with me. We're going to run through our same three questions. And then we have a very special guest joining us virtually all the way from LA. She's going to talk to me a bunch about social media stuff. So before we get into Ooh. that, Anna, what's, what's been your favorite workout? How are you? Oh I'm good. Gosh. I'm so happy to see you and talk to you. Me too. This is great. What's my favorite workout? Um, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm doing pure bar every day of the week. And how is that going? Love my body. So that's good. Yeah. How's it going? Like, for, are you, you're doing virtual classes for your members? What, yeah. what What's the deal? We are streaming on Facebook Live, which wasn't, when I started that, I thought it was going to be a temporary thing, but it's ended up working out well via Facebook. So yeah, every day. I've never taken Pure Bar so many days in a row in my life. So it kicks my own butt, which is kind of fun. And you're doing, like, is it, do you do a class every day? Yeah. So we do every day at noon and then on the weekends we're doing 10 a.m. And then it stays up on the page so people can go back and do it whenever they want. But yeah, Yeah. so that's what I that's been my go-to. It's gotten me, kept me sane, you know, yeah. on what, week six of quarantine? So. I don't even fucking know. Yeah. Do you go into the studio for for you to record them? Yeah, I have been. See, yeah. That's nice yeah. that at least yeah. you get that, like, physical boundary change of yes. doing some, like, doing it's, somewhere different. So I live, like, less than a half mile from the studio, so I feel like it feels normal. And I, yeah, I've literally been, like, putting makeup on and getting ready to go. And it's, like, I been, love that. Yeah, it's been yeah. my sanity just have that little bit of a routine so yeah do you you have a format that you like are you switching up the formats that you're offering yeah I've actually it's been so much fun like this has made me have to be creative because working out at home is just different like you can't there was a week I didn't go in at teach I did it at home and it was so hard to focus so I'm trying to do shorter classes higher intensity oh yeah yeah. that's smart and like yeah, we did. My favorite has been like the 30 minute classes that are, you don't stop, you stretch at the very, very end and uh-huh. it's kicked my butt and yeah. clients seem to really enjoy it. And I think just at home, there's so many more distractions. So the faster and quicker you can get it, the better. I know there are yeah. a lot of distractions at home. It's yeah. so easy just to, to be, it, it's like, it's like a double-ended sword. It's like, okay, yes, I have it right there at my fingertips. I can just pop down to my living room or whatever. Yeah. But then also it's like, yeah, but I can also just turn this off at any time that I want and just continue to go about whatever it is that I'm doing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It, or um, like I, for me, it's like the dogs are in the way or there's yeah. like something on the floor that I got to clean. You know, you're like, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And oh my God, I feel just like for parents too. That are I like, know. Just give me 30 minutes where you're not oh, asking something. I know. Or their kids like crawling on them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been great. So the first week I did it, I was like, I've never taken my own class before. And so it's been fun getting to take my own class every day and kind of Mm -hmm. feel what that feels like for clients too. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. You miss it a lot. How are you coping? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually um, like the first week I cried because I just, I think I kept thinking, oh, we did all the precautions not close. And obviously that was not, you know, we couldn't avoid closing. So, um, and then I settled into this routine, like the, like the month of March to April, I like slept until 10. I was staying up late. I was like a mess. I was like, all right, I gotta pull it together. Um, yeah. So it was kind of nice in the sense of like, I kept telling myself, I'm never going to have this 
season of life again. Like, yes, that's I true. don't have kids. I live alone. So when else will I get to just focus on me and have to embrace yep. Uh, the season of life I'm in, you know, yeah. eating, eating every meal alone was something I've honestly never done. Yeah. Oh, like I, yeah. so it's been good for me, you know, I, um, yeah, I've embraced it. And, and yeah. now that, so yesterday's news of not being able to open May 1st was kind of hard. It like, really I was going to, yeah, I was going to yeah. ask, I haven't really talked to many fitness people yet following the governor's, I guess, new directive. Did he give any indication? Do we really know anything? No, he no. didn't. Okay. I would like to consider myself retail, that which is May 12th, but I don't think that's going to happen, you know, because that's when retailers yes. open. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, yeah, that's actually the hardest part is like the unknown. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just trying I to know. stay busy. I've been like riding horses, which has been like, I a total blessing. That. Yeah. I, it was like a, a moment that was just meant to happen. A, a friend rescued that little pony and Oh and yeah, like three weeks before quarantine started. And I was like, I don't have time to ride, but thank you for asking. Like, cause she needed someone to ride her. And then quarantine happened. And I was like, well, this is like a little sign that I'm supposed to be doing this. So that's the, like a, the best quarantine activity probably. Yes. Cause I you get like it. emotional. And I, and I yeah. yeah, exactly. You get like so emotional crazy. support from an animal. You get to like be physical. You get yeah. to like do something to like put your energy into it. No, that's great. Yeah, I wish I had a horse good. to ride. I know. I'm is like a horse or a pony. It's, it's a, a pony. pony. I mean, it's little. Like I'm taller than it, and I'm five three, so it's tiny, but it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> you like make it trot and gallop and stuff. Yeah. Well, when yeah. She, she was um like really neglected and like terrified of people, so the first two weeks I could barely even get on her. Like it was just like this process. I was like, oh, it's like two way therapy. Like we're both helping each other. Um, And then now we're going on week six of me going almost every day. And I actually took a friend with me last night to ride her and yeah, yeah, she's good. She's getting better. And you know, it's the only place that you can go and social distance and feel social at the same time. So yeah, Yeah. um, that's great. It's been perfect for me because I'm, I'm a social being. And so it's been really you I are know. too, obviously. Too. I know. It's been tough. It's been yeah. tough. But yeah. my um my favorite workout, this is starting to become a little bit of a trend, but I have I have to always be honest with my favorite workouts. And yeah. by far, my favorite workout this past week was my Saturday noon workout programmed by Sarah Jenkins at the mm-hmm. mall, aka Ziegler Park. So every week for the past like four weeks, I walk down to the mall for a workout. Sarah programs it. And every, every time I'm like a little bit nervous because I know it's going to be like very challenging, like a really hard workout. But I also find myself craving this workout like week after week because I, I love the challenge of it and how difficult it is. And I would not be able to push myself like that on my own at all. What is it? So it changed. So the the workout changes every week. So this past week, this past week, the workout was. 50 it started out with 50 chest to floor burpees you run four times around the track which comes out to just about a mile a little bit less than a mile immediately following that 75 jump squats like where you like touch the ground with your hands and and jump up yeah and then four laps around the track again and then you finish with a hundred meters of lunges which is kind of like across the big lawn at ziegler park and back Holy moly. No, it was hard. Like my ass was sore for days after. But the reason it was my favorite, it was because like 
I'm like that type of workout really allowed me to like tap in to this zone that I love to be in. And I does not happen all the time, but I'm, I'm kind of figuring out like I can get there when it's a combination of like strength and endurance. But like, for example, this whole workout, it took me like 21 minutes. Like it's not a long time, but you are like at a sustained like power for a while, you know? So I, I just like, I'm, I'm not the fastest person. I'm not the strongest person, but my sweet spot lies in my ability to like sustain this consistent output, which like I think is what they call endurance, but it's not, it's gotta be something different. Cause like I'm not an endurance runner, but, no, but that's a lot. That- but like, I guess it, I used to like, when I used to swim, I would do like distance, distance events, like the 500. Yeah. So, so I guess that there is some like. That's why you were that makes there. you feel that same way. It's like that mind body connection where you're just. I get just like into this zone. Yeah, that's awesome. And those workouts, I've what I've enjoyed about quarantine is like the going back to just the basics of what we do for working out. Like you remember last summer, I think you jump roped all the time. Yes, I do jump jump rope rope. challenge. Yeah, so I've been jump roping, and I always think about you, and I'm like, this is hard. Like (laughs) it is hard. It is really hard. Yeah, like you doing lunges and squats. Like that's where it's at. It's awesome. Right, lunges, squats, running around a track. But no, it was great. I felt, I felt incredible after like I was just elated like I was texting Sarah and I was like thank you so much for giving that to me <laughs> like that's awesome Aww, yeah that's yeah good. okay so what do you want to talk about what's your thing oh the new thing in the fitness world yeah whatever it is yeah. um, okay. in your fitness world? well what I'm okay what I'm pumped about for Cincinnati is um that AKT is opening in Mason and I okay, have so tell us I'm, what AKT I'm, is I'm so into it because of my girls. There, two of my girls are going to be instructors, so it's kind of a fun cross of communities. Um, it's Anna Kaiser training, so it's dance cardio, and I've had the privilege of one of my girls, Abby, going to training with them in California before this all started. So through quarantine, we've been dancing like every, oh my not every day. The first two weeks, we were really good about going like every day after Pure Bar, but it is just I... it's it's fun. It's and I'm not I a like, dancer. <laughs> okay, that's a lie. I've seen you dance. You are a good dancer. No. We went to a we went to a silent disco together. Oh, yeah. I know that you can dance. But my like most joyful moments in quarantine so far have been around dancing. Oh, like yeah, just in my that. house. In yeah. my house, just like, oh my God, it feels so good. Because I like when I would go out, I mean, not every time I would go out in Cincinnati, there's not like a big dance scene, but a right. lot of the time, yeah, like I go out and I dance and it's mm-hmm. just great. And because we haven't been able to go out, I haven't been able to like have that release. Yeah. And so I was reminded, I'm like, oh, fuck, yes, I love dancing. Yeah. That's I what wanna... it's awesome. It, it literally brings like the things I love about Pure Bar, which are like there's toning portions of the class with cardio, which I'm not, you know, cardio is not really my jam, but it makes it fun. Yeah. And it, you smile the whole time and you're like, holy crap crap what did I just do that I did that for an hour like what yeah is she yeah. doing is she doing um like virtual offerings right now or are they wait to the studio opening or what's I the believe deal? yeah there's a on Facebook it's AKT go so um the studio I know is still under construction and obviously yeah. this is pushing everything back so I'm not sure right. it'll open I know they had pop-ups planned and everything um oh, so hard for anyone but, trying to open up yeah, right so that's now. kind of been the new thing that like I'm excited about and the owner Amanda's awesome so yeah I'm yeah. just pumped them and I feel bad. This is a hard, this would be a really hard time to be opening a new, yeah, new I concept. So totally feel for that. What yeah. kind of music do they play? 
Oh, I mean, everything. Every, like that, popular music? Yeah. Any mix, like remix type stuff that we would listen to on the radio. And then that probably does not describe it well. <laughs> Music's good, but I'm not a yeah. music person. So I'm like, oh, whatever's on the playlist. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, when, yeah. Anything like trendy, I would say. Is yeah. it, is the, is the dance part of it? more focused would you say because i feel like dance cardio classes right there's spectrum there's the yes. one end of the spectrum where it's like okay these are cardio moves and they're just to like a um not just but they're cardio moves and they're up to some great music and then there's like i think like dance fix on yeah. the other side of the spectrum where it's like this you is this choreographed you have to learn a routine it is you know high level and most yes. classes fall somewhere in that range you know yes. i would say it's right in the middle Okay, that's the perfect um, that I spot. can follow it really well. You learn, you have the same dance for three weeks. And then after that three weeks, it you like go to a new one. So the first week, it's like a simpler version. And then you add on to that dance every week. So for me, it's been, yeah, it's been perfect in that I have a hard time with choreography. And so it's been, I, I like it, it to be like, to yeah. yeah, I like it to be a little bit like choreo. And like you can like add your own moves and like, you know, you're okay. like, make it sexy and be hot. And they like want you to, at the end, you like a disco ball goes on and the, the lights go out and you're supposed to like, you know. Perform. Perform. Yeah, perform. So you definitely learn a choreography part, but I think you can work hard in that because you do it so many times. I think the repetition yeah. is part of it in that. Yeah. 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 No, I, I like when you can use your mind and like remember a routine and then like nail it. That's the best well, part yeah. of it for and me. And I lost four pounds in that week of doing it. Like it is so hard. And then we stopped doing it and I was like, okay, I guess I have to do this now because this with beer bar is like the best. So oh, I'm yeah. going to look into it and so, do some virtual yeah. stuff. It's fun. Yeah, do some virtual for sure. Um, I did it online at my house even. So it's been yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the thing that I want to talk about is yeah. I had one of the best Sundays that I can mm -hmm. ever remember this past Sunday. And I want to share it, if nothing else, for me to have a record of it so I don't yes. forget it. So there's <laughs> absolutely nothing remarkable about this day. It was it was really like the pure luxury of having absolutely nothing to do, but yet still feeling like the exact right amount of productivity and energy. Like it wasn't like a yeah. lazy nothing yeah. day, but okay. And, and feel free to like chime in yeah. throughout when I'm talking, if you have any clarifying questions, but I first yeah. want to put out a disclaimer of privilege here because <laughs> I recognize there are people that are working around the clock right now. You know, some people don't have jobs, but some people are working so much. We talked yeah. about this earlier, but parents like, yeah, it's my, hard. Yes, it's really yeah. hard. And I can just like hear myself and I as from someone else's perspective to be like, oh my God, this fucking brat. Like she has all this time and like, but I but it, that it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. it is I know. it is just, you know, where we are. And I hope that, you know, I'm mindful and appreciative of these moments that I have in my life right now. So it's not mm -hmm. like a a braggadocious part. But um I so I started the day, like I woke up at 10 30. I've been I've been really sleeping yeah. on the weekends, like, so I can like yeah. accumulate those sleep points on my Fitbit. Um, yes. But I had like you know again nothing to do. I just like, lounged around. I made coffee. I I put in my AirPods to like do some like cleaning. I was listening to the seventh Harry Potter book, which oh I love that. 
I finished um, the series last night, by the way. So everyone that's been following, I've like turned this podcast into a Harry Potter, a mini Harry Potter podcast. So I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with the books, but it's just like, you know, getting to do like lighthouse work, like dishes from the night before or like putting things away, like fluffing pillows, like, you know, straightening rugs, like just (laughs) shit like that obviously doesn't really make any difference, but it just like, okay, I feel like doing something. Um, It's also important to note that Ryan was home during this time, but we were like in both, we were both in very different head spaces. Like he was doing his thing. I was doing mine. So I really felt like I was alone in this day. And that's like, I think a good important part of the story, but yeah, it's just deliberately slow. Like I, I went to Target for some essential things that I'd been putting off. I um, did a Y7 yoga class in my living room, Ooh, which that. felt like invigorating and like great on my sore muscles from that love workout I was just that. talking about. Uh, it was raining all day too. So I feel like that helped with just like, there was really, I didn't feel this obligation to go out and do anything. It was just mm-hmm. like, okay, just stay inside, kind of nest. But the sun started to come out in the evening on Sunday. So I took a walk and like the, the city was just sparkling because the sun was brilliant and like hitting all the puddles. And I just felt very grateful and like appreciative and like in the yeah. moment. I remember it smelling good Sunday night. Like it smelled yeah. like spring. Yeah, it was yeah, like it fresh. did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And Ryan had gone to dinner at his parents and he went to bed at like 8 p.m. So I also had like the whole night to myself. And so I just like I made cookie dough to refrigerate overnight. I like watched Sex and City on the couch. Like I was just like alone and it was great. I was like very content. Um, And I, and I've kind of come back around to being like, you know, what was so great about it or or why did you get so much joy from this day? But I, I had have been, I've had been this fantasy for a while of like being alone and like not being accountable to anyone and not like having not anyone didn't have to deal with my shit that I was going through and just like whatever it is. Yeah. And I realized that that was really that fantasy coming out was like really just my mind saying like you needed a day, like you needed one day to just be by yourself reset not, yeah reset and i was really a recognition of like okay this is what a what a self-care day looked like for me in this moment yeah. i needed this recharge and now that i had it like i don't have this like fantasy playing out of like oh i wish i had an apartment by myself i wish i could you know because <laughs> i was like that was just my stupid dumb brain's way of being I like think you it's take nature. a little bit of yeah. time yeah. yeah 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 so yeah it was just like a good little lesson for me and accompanied That's by awesome. an amazing great day that's awesome. I love that. I think yeah. it's natural to sometimes have those thoughts and then have the moments that are like, puts you back in perspective of like, okay, I was just trying to like, keep everyone happy and you just right. needed time for yourself. Yeah. A day. And while yeah. obviously I recognize that not everyone can take an entire waking to sleep day right. by themselves, right. but it might just be like, if you're getting those kind of frustrated with yourself feelings or those feelings of like, I need to get away from everyone that yeah. maybe that's just a, sign. a come a comeback moment of yeah, yeah a sign to be like okay what do you need to do to recharge yeah and for me like I knew at the end of the night like when I was getting into bed like okay I'm good like I don't need another one of those days for the next like 
10 days like yeah. <laughs> that was my like alone time yeah. I'm cool like no. okay now I like want people around me <laughs> I know I'm like I was born to be around people hello I know. but the alone time has been good <laughs> right I think like you get used to anything and yeah. and I am really interested to see how I feel once we are able to really kind of get get back out with a lot of people or be around a lot of people to have that recognition of like, oh no, this is what you've been missing. Like, I know. You don't I realize think, how much. I think we will all have changed. Like I think we'll get through this and probably say no to more things or I don't know. I think things will look differently in the sense of how social we are. Cause yeah. we've, I, I'm trying to appreciate this moment. Cause this is not my person. This is not my personality to like be here at night, just, you know, normally I would teach pure bar till eight and then go have dinner or go out for dinner. Right. Like after no, class. I know. Yeah. I'm playing fucking card games yeah. as like my big activity. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about my Nespresso pods that came. That's like the state we're in. Like I was like, oh, you know, and I talked to the UPS man or, you know, it's like, okay, Anna, like, but that's oh, good. It's making me appreciate yeah. everything. So yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Speaking yeah. of, speaking of all this, Where's the first place that you want to go after quarantine ends okay, as I've a been, wild card? I've been literally thinking about this all day. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard because I'm going to say you can only pick one. And it shows. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, do I state the obvious of where I'll go first or do I state the like what I really want to do? The deep down soul of yourself where you want to go. Oh, Hawaii is where I really want to go. I want to fly on a Because I had a trip planned. I was supposed to leave on the 29th, which is Wednesday. Oh, and this was, so this was funny. This was like going to be my year to travel. And this just shows how like we don't have control over some things. So I've got a yeah. passport, got my pre-check. I was ready to go. I had a trip to Greece, all this stuff. And I've just oh, had to like sure. hone in on, it's okay, Anna, you're not going to go anywhere. But I do want to try. I mean, I think once essential travel or non-essential travel is allowed, I want to try yeah. to go someplace. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, probably nowhere internationally for a while. But, and yeah. then after that, Pure bar. I can't, Pure wait to, bar. I can't wait to teach. Yeah. Like I, I've like realized how much I love teaching class. Like that is yeah. probably expected for what people would think I would say, but yeah, I can't. Okay. Oh. That's great. I my... teach a class like outside my backyard right now. Like I'm like, I just want everyone to come and work out and smile and have fun. But not yeah. in a group over 10 and you yes. have to be six feet apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, everyone wear a face mask. Like, yeah. 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 Well, maybe you can figure something out outside yeah. or something yeah. I don't so know that and then you know your wellness center for a hydrofacial I'm oh. like this is literally all the stuff I've been thinking of today <laughs> and I'm like where do I want to eat I don't know like I just I can't wait to sit down at a restaurant and like have a cocktail I know <sighs> this was yeah. this was really difficult for me to pick just one place because and and this is just a testament to who I am right like I only thought about bars I, like all yeah. I want to do is go to a bar yeah. and I have about half a dozen bars that I cannot wait to go back to but I think if I had to pick one okay. it's gotta be the patio of Mecca Ooh, and I just so can't yeah. fucking wait to <laughs> with my feet on the gravel and my ass on a picnic table bench yeah I just want to like see all my friends out there I know just like a happy, oh, like God, a happy hour. Wait. Yes. An April spritz, whatever. I know. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I hopefully will never take that stuff for granted again. Cause I definitely did. Little things like that. Of course. What, what <laughs> fucking alternate universe were they going to say? You can't ever go out to a bar again. 
I know. Like the I, uh, one thing that you always have is like, a fucking bar. A bar. I know. A bar. I, I like pool parties this year. You know, I'm like, I'm, <sighs> but we have, we'll be strong. I yeah, know. I know. We'll I honestly, we'll that was a room. hard question because I, when I thought about, okay, what happens when they say, okay, you can go out and do stuff. I literally couldn't think about what I would do. Like, I was like, oh, obviously I would go teach Pure Bar and I can't wait. Yeah. But then I, outside of that, I'm like, I don't know, Cooper's Hawk, I love their happy hour because it's yeah. close to my house. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, well, we'll just hang on until yes. that time comes. We'll do our happy hours at home. It works for now. Yeah, we'll do our happy hours at home or, you know, sit outside apart yes. from each other. I'm like all for a park hang. Like, I think it's okay if it's a yeah. small group of a couple people and you sit apart from each other and you sit outside and I, agree. I think it's okay. I mean, I, I want to do parking be... lot parties. So, oh yeah. You can like sit on your car and talk to each other. Do, yeah. It's fun. You like pull your cars all in and your trunks like fit. It's like a tailgate. Fun. Yeah. A tailgate. We have to be careful. We have to be careful that there's not too many people, right? You can't be like over. It has to be a small group. But then in my mind, I'm like, but then we're leaving people out. So we got it. The 10. I know. Ten Just fucking stay home then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why this is why we're here. Yeah, so, damn it. Yes. Well, thank you so yes. much, Anna, for coming Christina, back on. It was so great to catch up with you. Yes. Thank I'll you. I'll talk soon. Bye. My guest today has cracked the code to the digital world. She is currently the head of social media for VidCon, the world's largest celebration of digital and online video creators. Social media strategist, content creator, brand conceptualizer, call her what you want, what she really is, is a social media wizard. From hashtags to algorithms, she knows her shit and she is quick to share tips tricks and her colorful personality all over her instagram stories please welcome all the way from la brooke barry <laughs> hello hello thank you so much chrissy i'm so happy to see you and talk to you and have you come on the podcast you are my first la guest brooke i'm honored i'm very very honored thank you of course i'm pumped pumped to talk to you you know i had a trip to la coming up at the end of May that was like just officially canceled because the wedding I was coming for. I know. I'm so sad. I feel like you're just like a pocket of sunshine that just surprises me in LA from time to time. I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get my Chrissy pocket of sunshine this year. I'm really bummed about it. I said like the first, um, the first place that I can go when we can start traveling is LA. Like Absolutely. I, just, I have to come back. And at this point, you back. owe us like a month. So we're gonna keep you hostage. I know, I know. So, so during quarantine, when I can't be like physically in the studio, I was like, wanted to use this time to expand the conversations to cool people all over the country. Obviously, I thought of you first, and I think that you know, listeners, listeners can get a ton of value from your area of expertise, social media. So, we talk a lot in the podcast about social media, but more so on like the impacts of mental health, how are we managing our relationship to it, you know, all those varied conversations you can have about social media. And ultimately, it always kind of comes back, there's positives, there's negatives, right? Mm -hmm. One of the positives, not the only one, um, is for business and brand growth, which is like, you know, your sweet spot. So while everyone's spending so much time on the gram right now, and a lot of people have had to pivot their businesses 
with now an emphasis on digital. You know, I just see this being timely and helpful. And and of course, I love seeing your recent fitness posts and your journey, journey. So we'll definitely get into that too. But <laughs> but but I think it's it's important too, you know, to talk about how we met. We met on my very first trip out to LA last May through mutual friend Molly. What's up, Molly? I hope she listens to this. Uh-huh. And you know, I was obviously immediately attracted to your fun personality and your in your open mind. And I remember Molly saying, she's probably gonna want to post a lot of this to her stories. And I'm like, fuck yeah bring it on someone who loves to create content as much as me and then to realize like no 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 you are on like a different more knowledgeable level so i was like this so fun i'm gonna come with you but it's such such a disclaimer i have to give to people too just because i am always filming i love to tell stories and if you're meeting me for the first time it's a lot but you know it comes from a genuine place of just wanting to create no i didn't think it was a lot at all i was like this is perfect this is exactly the the amount but so okay tell us about you what do you do how'd you get started all that good stuff yes so you know what's interesting about me and my story is when i was growing up um you couldn't major in social media social media wasn't something that you could have a career can you in, major alone. in it now yeah you can actually marketing within marketing i'm pretty sure you could major in it but within marketing there's definitely social media that makes now. fucking sense of course yes a hundred percent so growing up for me like you couldn't do that and so my path was very much self-made. Um, right from the beginning, when I was going to college, I couldn't decide if I wanted to be a film major or a journalism major. I loved mm. the storytelling aspect of film, but I love this idea of having a personal brand that came with this, um, you know, the journalism world. And yeah. you know, and so ultimately, I did decide to be a film major. I would not take it back for the world. Um, I learned a lot about storytelling that definitely come into my role today. Um, Where did you go to school? I went to the prestigious school of Arizona State University. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Party school. Yes, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, great. So when I graduated, I started working in scripted television. So I worked with, I worked at a talent agency. My boss worked with writers, producers, and directors. So it's interesting. I went from film to scripted television and jumped into social media and digital in about 2014. Um, I, I wanted to get into digital. I didn't know anybody in digital. I didn't know anything about mm. it. Um, when YouTube came out when I was in college, I got on there immediately, started experimenting. Oh. I had a video go viral and I was thinking of different ways to use social media, which exists within companies today. But I had the foresight thinking about that stuff in like 2009. So, whoa, wait, what What did you go viral for? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you cannot find it on the internet. Maybe, maybe I will make it public and send it to you. But um, oh it's called sh- Shit Douchebag Say, if you remember the shit people say videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you acted like a douchebag. Oh, yeah. And, and I said, went to Arizona said, State University. So it was like super on brand. Oh, my gosh. That's great. And so what is it? Okay. Obviously, we know the term to like go viral. But like, what does that mean? Like you got a ton of views? Yeah, definitely got a ton yeah. of views. I was sort of the word around campus because, you know, we can get into this later. But one thing I will preach, you know, when people ask the question, how does one go viral? Word of mouth is key at the end of the day. That's why you tend to see a lot of younger people go viral because they're plugged into social circles outside of social media, such as school. So if you're in a place like school or work and you have an audience already built in that you can leverage, when you create something super on brand, like shit douchebags say at a time when those (laughs) videos are popping out at Arizona State University, you better believe it's going to go viral because everybody wants to talk about the girl who did the shit douchebag say that went to my school, you know? (laughs) No, for sure, for sure. How'd you make the jump to digital? Like what... 
what, where, where did your interest come from first? And then how'd you do it? So people used to ask me back when I was a film major, like, what do you want to do? And I used to always say, like, I don't think what I want to do exists yet. That was always the thing with me. I was always ahead of my time. That was always my problem in life. But, <laughs> um, but you know, despite, you know, I think in life, you kind of have to have the courage to have the foresight to see something. And even though other people don't see it, still striving and working towards that anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was kind of walking towards something that didn't exist. And even if you ask me today, Brooke, what do you want to do? I still don't think what I want to do exists on the level that I see it existing. So the battle is still being fought. But what I can say <laughs> is I've been very strategic in every move I've made in my career because, again, I have the foresight and every step mm -hmm. I take is towards whatever that ambiguous goal at the end is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one we can't see yet. So once you got into digital, what was your what was your role there? Like what was sure. it kind of like an entry level space look like? Yeah. So I came into the world of digital as a talent coordinator at a company called Full Screen, was which was a multi-channel network at the time. I won't get into what that is, but yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. I, I started working with digital talent from a very early age. I was one of the first crop of people working with digital influencers from a talent representation standpoint. So if you think about the same way that Brad Pitt has a manager, a PR agent, whatever. Sure, yes. So, social media influencers didn't have that. And so we were yes. the first cream of people representing talent and creating deals for them, getting their more revenue and creating opportunities yeah, for them like in a way that had partnering, partnering them with brands, exactly. whatever, doing that, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, so, that's super interesting. I feel yeah. like if that, if that, role existed when I was graduating from college like back in 2010 I had my phone not on silent because yeah. I wanted to hear your text and the one fucking time I get a call from a telemarketer um but I like I didn't that did role did not exist it's certainly not in fucking Ohio but yeah. I feel like I would have loved that yeah it'd been so much fun but that's, you know, it was one of those things where it's like at the, that kind of a role doesn't just fall out of nowhere. You have to really sure, do your 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 research. And I mean, come on, who would have found a role like that? And it was perfect for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So got into that. And then what happened after whatever happened after the coordinator role? Yeah. So I just started working with um, digital talent. I, I had worked as an assistant for a lot of different people, a lot of big players in the digital industry who have, again, been at the forefront of a lot of things we see today. So I got to work mm -hmm. for some really smart people and really not only hone my craft in terms of social media, but like really refine my work ethic. I think that's one thing that people, especially in creative roles, people, mm. people often really underestimate the power of work ethic and how to answer emails, how to like, how to like have a conversation and move it into tangible next steps, like how to execute yeah. and creatives, you right. know, because they have the quote unquote corporate side of it. But you know what? And again, working at a talent agency is what made, I wouldn't be the person I am today had I not worked at a talent agency. So yes, you can be as creative as you want, but you do need to know the administrative stuff because it's only going to make you stronger in anything. Yeah, that you do. Definitely, 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 definitely. So then what happened after that? What happened after, yeah. how did you get to where you, how did you get to head of fucking social media? Well, so let me, yeah, so let me, first of all, first of all, back up. I'm social media manager at VidCon. The reason I say head of social media is because my role is super all encompassing. I think, you know, when you think of someone like me, especially in 2020, what you find in social media is you have people who are good at certain things. I'm good at content creation. I'm good at managing the platforms. I'm good at analytics. Very few people are social media Swiss army knives, which is what I think stands, helps me stand out amongst the crowd. So, you know, head of social media, you know, you don't really get all that I bring to the table with social media manager. So it's just like, I, you know, I'm, 
I do a lot. Oh, I'm you know? all for a creation of her own fucking title. You know what I'm sure. saying? So no, for but sure. so I went from working with digital talent. Um, so I worked at a company called Awesomeness TV for a long period of time before working at VidCon. And I was a senior manager of talent partnerships there. So my job there was to essentially sign and recruit talent and develop talent. So when you think of developing talent, it was me essentially advising them on content strategy, platform optimization, but then also acting as their interim manager within the media company mm -hmm. that is Awesomeness. So Awesomeness TV produced TV shows. They produced the movie To All the Boys I Loved Before, which is super popular on Netflix. So it's my job internally to sort of like pitch my talent for those types of opportunities while also helping them grow their platforms. So think of yeah. it as like social media consulting meets image consulting meets like talent management. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's funny to hear you talk about like when talent and talent management because I also work in the world of talent. Like mm -hmm. I'm an associate director of talent acquisition yeah. and I'm acquiring talent for my company. Like I'm, essentially I'm recruiting, right? I'm going out and I'm saying, Hey, I want you to come work for us. I want you to come work for us. Yeah. But like your industry is like so much more fun and sexier. It's a, sexy, <laughs> it's a very sexy it's industry. So, it's so such much a more fun than my talent. I feel like people say that all the time. They're like, you're always with like pretty people I was like I don't I just have blinders on to it at this point because I'm like I'm just there's pretty people in LA I don't know LA, oh no LA is just full of fucking pretty people everywhere um and so after awesomeness uh, is when I when I joined the VidCon team and so it's funny because this is the first time in my career that I haven't had clients I've had clients my entire career um so this is the I thought you know it's that idea of like oh am I gonna miss like my clients am I not gonna miss my clients not necessarily because at VidCon I do still have the opportunity to work with um, talent, which is had been, which is nice. But um, yeah, no clients for me, which has been nice. Yeah, internal. Well, so you got to get that side of the house too. Yeah, it's all helping in your Swiss Army knife of yeah, exactly. Talent, social, digital, digital Swiss Army knife. Exactly. You, you, you need to put that on your LinkedIn, Brooke. That's good. I know. I it. I I like I'm definitely coin social media Swiss Army knife for sure. I really like it a lot. So, how did you build? your following so you have like forty three thousand followers on instagram mm -hmm. i'm so curious like was it like this big milestone event that resulted in a big swing was it mm -hmm. gradual over time definitely gradual over time i think okay. so it's interesting had i had started had i had like gotten going with my instagram and really putting the effort into it today you i probably would not be at the following i was at now i'm at now i think mm -hmm. it was definitely a combination of like good timing because because mm -hmm. I was in the forefront of like social media like you know I got on Instagram in 2012 as soon as I graduated college but you know back in the day if if this influencer who had over 2 million followed me on Instagram I remember I would see 500 followers just because that influencer followed me that's how it used to move that's how Instagram used to move the needle that's how people were able to grow back in the day now if someone, if someone with 2 million followers shouted me out I'd be lucky if I saw five followers from that person so it does it doesn't it doesn't right. and I no it doesn't and that doesn't make any logical sense to me yeah. because but 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 I guess like why doesn't it make sense to me like if someone I follow has a big following and they say something about someone that obviously like they're close to and they think is cool like why don't I also want to follow but I guess for me it's like I might take a look at that profile like I might go yeah. visit the page but it's like a follow and you know this well a follow is a serious commitment in my but that's book. what I'm 
but that's what I'm saying. It, 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 the, the property value for a follow these days is through the roof where back in the day, it, you know, and right. you have people, you have people on social media saying, you know, it's hard for me to grow and the algorithm sucks or whatever. And it's like, it's the same concept of like complaining about traffic when it's like, you are traffic. Like you are the reason it's yeah. hard to grow because the reality is there's more people. There's not, there's still the same amount of time and people are competing for eyeballs in a way that they never have before when I was growing my social following. So I'm lucky mm -hmm. nowadays though, it's, yeah, you know, okay. it's, it's tough to grow more. So it's tough yeah. time. Yes. So no big milestone event, just kind of gradual over time, Yeah. but yeah. I'm sure that you were following some of your social media tips, right? Oh yeah. So I so think this is, a, this, is, this is a good time to get into the social media tips. <laughs> yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you have some favorites? Like I know, and I've, I've looked through all of your videos that you post and like highlighted to your stories about social media and that you have like sent over to IGTV and all that stuff. They're really great. They're really great. Like production quality. I mean, I know that you're secret and you have an amazing ring light in your apartment. So mm -hmm. that's the, that's one thing, but they look really good. Do you edit, how do you, do you edit them yourself or do you just do it? It's actually hilarious that you say that because I literally edit. I don't. It it is shot and it just edited goes. on my iPhone. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Shot and edited on my good. iPhone. No, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are your some of like your favorite tips? Your social media favorite tips, and we're talking like Instagram. Well, so before we get into that, what I do yeah. want to say is this. The reason why I started doing this, because I, I could have theoretically started doing this a long time ago. Um, you know, theoretically, this is something that one would pay me for. My knowledge is something that one would pay me for. And and in the past, I have charged for my knowledge. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think I've gotten to a place where it's like, listen, I have all of this knowledge. I don't think this is knowledge that people should necessarily pay for, because theoretically, what someone would pay me for is to apply that knowledge, because exactly. you can learn all you want. Applying is exactly. something completely different. And that's where the money comes in. So it's like you have these, quote unquote, social media gurus out here giving a lot of the times outdated advice and charging for it. And so it's like, I'm going to give the cream of the crop advice from someone who has been experimenting from day one, I'm all self-taught. I'm all self-taught mm -hmm. and I'm continuing to self-teach myself. Social media is one giant experiment and the experiment is not over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get into this, before we get into like Instagram stuff, I need to ask you a really serious question. Okay. And I need you to be honest with me. Let's do it. Do I need to get on TikTok? Okay. Do you need to get on TikTok? <laughs> Uh, I think you should get on TikTok because everybody's on TikTok and I think it's good to just see and be where everybody is. But here's, no, but here's what I say. Here's what I say about all platforms. I say get on TikTok just to see what the hubbub is about. But ultimately, I don't think every brand and every person belongs on every platform. You have to get on platforms that make sense for you. TikTok is an interesting platform because it is a wide demographic of people on there. There's a lot of younger people utilizing the platform, but obviously you have you know, older people going viral and all kinds of people going viral. And it's really agnostic in that way, in a way that no other platform is. And for that reason alone, I'd say get on there, but don't put the pressure, don't put pressure on yourself to be everything to everybody everywhere. Because I remember when I, I had a very small overlap of um, Snapchat and Instagram, and I was like, this is too much. Yeah. I can't do both. Yeah. And now to think about TikTok seems like a lot to me. So, okay, well, I'll think, I'll, I'll think about it if it makes sense. <laughs> The way okay, that now, I, like to think, I like to think of TikTok as like the, the, the stuff for the content that isn't like posh enough for Instagram, but like still has a place mm. in the world. <laughs> I got that. I got that. I got that. It's like the cousins, like the redneck cousin. Yeah. <laughs> we love them. They're sweet. 
<laughs> okay, what do we need to know? Instagram tips, social media tips. What do we need to know? Okay, Instagram tips. What do you need to know? Um, the algorithm, I mean, I mentioned this in a couple of my videos if you watch, but the algorithm truly is based on relevancy. So, I, you know, the one number one thing I preach is post less. I think people feel like, oh, I need to post more. I need to po be consistent. It's like, the okay, way this number one thing is blowing my mind. Post the way, less. Post less. The way that the algorithm works is if your followers are not engaging with your content in a certain amount of time when it's posted, to continuously be posting on top of that is literally pushing you down an algorithm of irrelevancy. So post less, make your content relevant, which I know that's such a loaded question. What does relevant mean? Right. But yeah, post less. People. Okay, that is interesting to me because I had always seen like if I didn't post in a, in a long time, I got like a lot more likes, but I was thinking like, well, it's probably just because people are happy to see that I'm posting something. <laughs> but nope. no, it's literally that they're seeing, more people are seeing it. Sometimes you'll see that. Sometimes you'll go on people's Instagram and they'll have like a small following. And they'll be like, oh, their comments are popping and their lights are popping. And it's like, oh, they haven't posted a picture since January. It's like, yeah, it's, sure. it's okay. had time to sit there and accrue likes and comments. Okay. Okay. That's, that's really you'll helpful see, to know. You, okay, you will see higher engagement on people who post less than people who post more, 100%. Okay, that right there is gold, 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 gold. Okay, so can we talk about the the algorithm too, though? Like, what, what? I don't. <laughs> do you understand it? But <laughs> I listen. I'm typically like everyone else every day. So they. So how? What's like the basics? They po. What's the basic part of it? They want to give people more visibility if they're engaged. What? Tell me. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking. I mean, about. I mean, at the end of the day, a goal for anybody is to be opened up to new audiences and new eyeballs, right? That's all of our goals. We want to be open to new people who could potentially, we can convert into following. So through that, the way it to do it is discoverability. Obviously, hashtags, geotags, these are things we know. We all need to be better about optimizing it. But, you know, I mentioned this in one of my videos, but it's like if I'm Instagram and I want to place you somewhere, I need to know what your account's about so I know where to place you because the cream of the crop is being um, grouped as a similar account to someone else. So if you're someone into fitness and you start optimizing your profile fully around that, Instagram, the likelihood of Instagram placing you with other fitness accounts is likely. What's going to mess you up mm -hmm. though if you're doing fitness and then you're like, oh, I think I want to throw in some poetry in there because I'm also a writer. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. We're all multi-hyphenates. We all have many talents and we all want to show them all off. But Instagram doesn't know what to do with random accounts. And if you think about the biggest accounts in all of Instagram, they're all niche accounts, Nat by mm -hmm. geographic comments mm -hmm. by celeb. Like we all know what we're getting into the second we like follow them. Mm, if, it's, okay. if, it, if Instagram's confused and they don't know where to place you, then other people don't know what we're, well, fuck, know what I'm confused and I don't know where to place me. So I don't know what to do about that either. It's hard. It's, and trust me, you're talking to someone who, like I said, I don't take half of my own advice because I'm into a lot of different things and it's hard to keep a lid on those things. And Focus right, on but it, right. And thing. also at the end of the day, you have to give in to the fact that like, this is your creative outlet. And if yeah. this is how you're going to express yourself, then fuck, this is how I'm going to express but that's, myself. That's the balance, right? It's like, it, you can think of it as like an actor. If you want to be a blockbuster actor, I'm sorry, you might have to do Spider-Man 4. But if you want to be in a bunch of indie movies, that's fine. Be in a bunch of indie movies, but don't be mad that you're not cashing million dollar checks. So you kind of have to, it's, yeah. which yeah. one do you want, you know? <laughs> Right. I want a fucking million dollar check. You is what want, want. Spider-Man 4 is what you want. <laughs> okay. You know what I want to talk about? One of the key points that you talked about in one of your videos is stop self-promoting. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm going to have you talk about that. Really, my question to you is going to be, how do we stop self-promoting when we all know what we're really trying to do is self-promote? I think I think my Instagram is probably a prime example of that. What do I have you do? What is what am I selling you ever? Nothing. Yeah. That, that's that's it. Yeah. If you if you're intrigued by me and you engage with me, it's because you want to. I if I'm self-promoting, I'm self-promoting the fact that I love Game of Thrones, the fact that I'm obsessed with this or that. I'm not asking you to buy Game of Thrones DVD. I'm not trying to put right. your Game of Thrones brand deal. If you notice, I don't do brand deals on my Instagram. I did yeah. one brand deal last year for OKCupid, and that's because they happen to be doing a Game of Thrones themed campaign and ev everything about it made sense, but no, it was, that was perfect for you. But generally I don't, I could, I, be, I could be cashing in trying to get some small bucks to do some brand deals, but ultimately I know it's going to dilute my brand long-term and I'm, I'm here for long-term and not yes. short-term. Right. And, right. and so it's point. like people just, you know, people get in this competitive mode of like, Oh, I, I have to push out stuff. Cause if I don't, someone's going to look elsewhere where the best form is like, put something out. Let me forget about you. And then come mm. back and surprise me because mm. if you're just pumping in my face all the time, I'm going to literally ignore you. I don't even see, mm. I don't, Brooke, I don't even see you anymore. I don't even see the pink hair because I, I, my brain is subconsciously sick of seeing you. I'm for sure. We all have those people that you're like, you, they're constantly posting yeah. story yeah. after story yeah. all along. And it's mostly the same fucking thing over and over again. But Chrissy, here's the problem. People think they think. I'm, I'm not posting. It's not like I'm posting three times a day. I'm, or I'm saying even then scale it down even more. I'm talking, don't be afraid to go three days without hitting it up on the story. Don't be afraid of that. Because when you do come back on the story, people are going to be like, oh shit, I haven't seen Chrissy in a while, actually. As opposed to, oh, well, Chrissy posts every day. I'm sure there's something up there that I'll see at some point, whatever. Yeah, you're right. You gotta, be, you gotta, you gotta pull back a little. And you can't be so available. I use this analogy. Because social media doesn't have um, parameters around it the same way that music or a TV show does, we have to put those parameters around it. If you notice, a TV show is only a certain amount of episodes in a season. An album only has a certain amount of songs because us as humans can only handle things in doses. Social media has no, no don't doesn't have those boundaries, so we have to create it. Yes, we need to just like create some scarcity. And that's where the series came in. So it's like, yeah, I bumped up my frequency of post for the social media videos, but I'm done for a bit and I'm going to keep it cool. And I, I honestly probably am not going to post until my birthday later this month. Ooh. And that's, three not weeks. that's the Are you talking like you're not posting a, like a, in a to your, in yep. your feed. Okay. Mm -hmm. it's called in feed. I'll, yeah, I'll do it on my story. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've got to post them. I got to let people know I'm alive. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm a, listen, I'm a low key narcissist at the end of the day. I got to see myself somehow. I've, I've made the joke about like, as we've been in quarantine, I feel like Tinkerbell when she needs people to clap for her yes. and I'm not getting any claps and my light is just slowly fading away. Oh yes. It's pretty awful. Absolutely. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I want to talk about like impressions versus reach and all of like the analytics shit that I look at and I don't know how to make sense of. Sure. I'm looking at it right now. When they says eight, when it says profile visits in the last seven days, is that how many people have come to your profile? Exactly. How in, many people have seen yes, some way. Yeah, exactly. Have landed eyes on your profile. Okay. 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 What about impressions versus reach? What yeah. is that? So impressions is how many times Instagram has shown your content on its platform. So for example, just because you apply a certain hashtag to your um, uh, 
content, it doesn't mean it's automatically going to pop up in that content. Instagram does choose who it shows it to, which is whole part of the algorithm in the first place. And so impressions is how many times Instagram has showed your profile, whereas reach is how many times other people have interacted with your profile. So for example, if you are scrolling in your feed, say you're on a hashtag and you scroll and you see my picture, that's an impression. Instagram has shown you my picture. Say you expand my picture. You don't even have to like or comment. Say you just expand it. That's yeah. a reach because you have shown interest in that photo. That's why oh, reach wow. is always, that's why reach is always less than impressions. Yeah. In terms yeah. Of yeah. So if you think about like, if you're looking to see when I should, when I, and when is a good time for me to post a photo? I mean, I want to look, go. Oh, no, what you go. Say? No, please. I was going to say, like, is it helpful to like go to see and like look at your audience and look at your followers and see like the, the act, the, their most active times? Like, does that help at all? Yeah. You know, so I'm someone who, who historically has been bad at that, of fully optimizing my profile around like when my audience is most active. I never adhere to it. But recently, especially with the social media videos, I really decided to optimize it for them, you know, as much as I can um, around that. And I did actually see a difference. I saw a difference when I did do it. Mm. I want to do it more diligently, say for about a month so I can really, really see. But for the two weeks I did experiment, I saw a difference for sure. Interesting. Okay. Then it just seems sometimes I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going to fucking post this. Yeah. I don't care. That's me too. That's me too. Really? What I'm thinking about is like, maybe this is this one picture isn't going to get a lot of likes, but I really fucking like it. And I like the way it looks in my grid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you got to do a good grid photo. Okay. That was, I had a question for one of my friends was like, she has, so she's like a, she's a nutritionist. She does like food stuff. She's got like a really good following here in Cincinnati. Like people know who she is. So she's kind of had like a pattern to posting for like the overall look at her grid. So like, for example, every third picture she'll like do with her and a person, maybe then the other one is like food. Is it important for that? Or is that just like your choice to like, it's your choice to see how you want your aesthetic? It's a you choice, but I can tell you this, who, who has ever gone to an Instagram page and gone, I'm going to unfollow them because their grid is disgusting. That's never happened, yeah. right? But right. there is something obviously to the psychology of it all of like, yes, we as humans are drawn to col- colors and patterns. And so it's like, yes, there is sort of a trick of the brain that has to happen when it comes to aesthetics, but to, to sort of conceptualize your entire feed and strategy around aesthetic is hundred percent not the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. really you really trap yourself and it's a disadvantage more than this yeah. is an advantage. Right. Like, I, what yeah. if this was like really relevant and timely? I needed to yeah, do this no, one. Yeah. Absolutely. And and no one again, no one care. I'm you, yeah, it's not really doing you any service. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, what about hashtags? This is something I'm so fucking bad at. What about hashtags? That I, like, I love hashtags. That I just like don't I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I should do them. I don't really like the way they look. You know what? You know I'm a hashtag hoe. Okay, well, can you tell me about that? What do I need to do? Listen, everybody should utilize hashtags. You get up to 30 of them. You should utilize all 30 of them. I think obviously oh, people- 30? Are, I don't oh, even know what 30 to pick. Listen, listen, everybody, most people who don't want to use utilize hashtags don't want to because it's like not aesthetically pleasing as we just went into. But I typically throw my hashtags right in the comments. Um, I have my- I have my hashtags ready to go. I'm, I'm someone who does a lot of research on hashtags. And my advice there is people tend to go for the popular hashtags. They're like, I got to do hashtag fitness because there's millions of people coming into that. And no, that's not the way to go. Cause 
yeah, yeah. drowned out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Your goal yeah. is to, again, if the goal is to get exposed to as many eyeballs as possible, the goal is to get on the top page of the hashtag. You're not going to get on the top page if you're competing against millions of other people. So you actually want to pick hashtags that have a lot less incoming traffic. I'd say you want to do maybe five to 10 popular hashtags, about 15 to 20 uh, sort of smaller hashtags. And when I say smaller, I would say that number is dependent on your follower size. So for me, yeah. for me at about 40, 43,000, I would probably go for hashtags between 50 and 500,000 and maybe pit, pit in a couple higher ones. Okay. But how do I know what to hashtag? Yes. How do I research? You said you've researched. Where do I research? Is there a book? It was oh, a, no, a, a, I just www.hashtag.com. Like, no, what? I mean, I I'm do? sure, listen, I'm sure there are tons of apps. You know, I, I don't ever rely on them just because it's like, you know, you got a bunch of robots oh, pulling in what hashtags. Hashtag. Oh, no, I'm I'm manually looking at the hashtag, looking at what similar hashtags, looking at what, like, I'm, I'm knee deep in the research. See, this is why people pay you for this shit because I don't want to do this. Yeah, I'm all in it. And then, but here's the thing. I Once I get my blocks, I save it and I have different variations. Right. You don't want to become a repeat offender. If you keep using the same block hashtags over and over again, Instagram's going to oh, knock your ass. They don't like that. But okay, so like, how would you, what, what's the strategy for even do, like research? So if we're, if we're talking about, let's like use the podcast, for example, right? Which like the podcast is really difficult because ultimately what I want is not followers. What I want are listeners. And that's two different things. But right. anyway, but let's say I, I, I want to I grow my podcast Instagram following and I'm think I'm using the hashtags for that. How where where do I even start to look? Do I start Cincinnati podcast? Do I start Cincy podcast? Do I start fitness podcast? Like where where do I start? Fitness podcast would be a great place to start. So like you think okay. about my social media videos. Obviously, the go to is like oh I'll just hashtag social media. It's like social media what that could be anything. Right. Yeah. Social media tips makes more sense because that's exactly what it is. A fitness podcast is exactly what this is. If you, right. and I would do this on your desktop because you'll actually be able to see the suggestions. But if you go on Instagram desktop version, you type in hashtag uh, fitness podcast, then Instagram likely will feed you similar hashtags. And then that's when you start getting into a wormhole of like, okay, these are, because if Instagram suggests you those hashtags, when you're on a hashtag, you can tell that those are the hashtags that Instagram is personally grouping together. So you can think about how their algorithm works. Yeah. They okay. do these all hashtags relevant, but make sure the hashtags you use is relevant to the content you're actually posting or it can yeah. do the opposite effect for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's really helpful. Hashtags are something that intimidate me because I don't know what to do with them, but I'm going to try to be better about it. That makes sense. <laughs> And start slow. You don't, have to go, you don't have to go for the whole 30 Bu building blocks. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. I, and I was like, oh, I'm using seven. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? I was like, I'm doing so good. <laughs> um, what social media trends have we been seeing during quarantine? I will tell you that I feel like at first, we first were getting into quarantine, my stories were getting a lot more views. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's because everyone's on, on the gram. But then over time, it's been less and less. And is that because there's just too much fucking content? Also the reason why I'm not posting right now. That's why I'm also fine posts waiting till my birthday to post because we are all fighting for eyeballs. If you think about all the networks everywhere, yeah. all now shifting there, like it's too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, especially during now, less is more. I think okay. being relevant is key. And in this particular context, obviously you can imagine someone like a travel influencer is really suffering right now, right? Because they can't travel. 
Any travel influencer out there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at the phrase. The travel influencer is suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is my life. Okay. Well, listen. Could you imagine? Because, like, if if a travel (laughs) suffering, we should start a GoFundMe for them. Oh God! I know. Get them back out there on those luscious boats. Yes. Um, because if you can imagine, like, if for, for travel influencers who are still posting pictures of them out in Bali, it, come on, come on. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Afraid, they're afraid to post pictures of them in their living room chilling because it's not what people signed up for. And yes, you are going to take yeah. the hit with your engagement because it isn't what people signed up for. But to also be right. speaking about something that is not real right now is disingenuous. And yeah. it's kind of like the Saturday Night Live, you know, they did a, an at-home special and it's interesting because people are finding that, you know, they're relating to people and celebrities who are experiencing these things that they're also experiencing. So this is one mm-hmm. of those experiences where it brings us all down the earth and reminds us that we are all humans. And you have to play yeah. into that, especially as a brand yeah. influencer. Bring yourself down to earth and remind yourself that you're sitting on the ground along with all the rest of us. Right. It's like, and we can only see fucking so many flashback to a year ago when I was at the Amalfi Coast or like and- scrolling through my... <laughs> But listen, like, talk about TikTok and you as a fitness person, like, you know, uh, with quarantine, it's like, lean into that, make fun of it. People have been doing a lot yeah. of mock things in their living room. So it's like, yeah. what is a, what is a mock, uh, you know, a fitness I workout? Know. Well, you know, I like, know. you're, you're working out toilet paper right here, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I had this, I had this like amazing idea thought I, mean, I might still do it but i think it's out the window now but i wanted to do like an old-fashioned like jane fonda 80s workout video like full garb get dressed up like just like do it but yeah exactly I yeah that's a good tiktok idea yeah that's Listen, perfect for TikTok. i think you do a little stuff with tiktok Fit, fitness, okay, so what, fitness stuff you know yeah 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 okay wait, what, so social media trends what are we seeing what's going on Besides, well, everyone's posting too much. Anything else? Everybody, videos? Everybody's posting too much. I mean, I think that's the thing. I think we're seeing the people that add value to the community. And so, you know, I was I gave this example in one of my social media videos, but it's like, say you're a beauty influencer and, you know, doing night out routines makes no sense. But how can someone mm-hmm. throw together a makeup look for a Zoom call in under 20 bucks? Because that actually is valuable for people. So I think, A, brands who weren't on social media before are really taking a hit because- yeah. Have, being a brand and not having social media is literally, I can't, I just don't know. You, you, you don't exist because you, we can't physically go to you. So you, you can't like exist. opening up a business world. and not telling anybody about it. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so all that to say, I think we are, I think we're seeing a lot of like people like cooking videos, fitness videos, people that add value to everybody's daily routine starting to really thrive. I think we're seeing a lot of people utilizing platforms that have been booming, booming such as Zoom, House Party, and finding interesting ways. So again, you as a fitness person, what is hosting a House Party fitness-themed trivia night look like and how can people get involved? You know, these are ways I think people are going to be forced to think outside the box for sure. Yeah. Do you think that we're getting like virtual meeting fatigued? Like, is yeah. there going to come a point where like, I'm I done do. with the fucking Zoom happy hour. I would honestly rather be alone. <laughs> yes, I think I think the Zoom, I th- or not the Zoom. I think the uh, the virtual fatigue, as you mentioned, is gonna hit. It's already yeah. starting to hit me a little bit, and I work. You know, I'm I'm built for this, and it's starting to hit me a little bit. So I think it's definitely yeah. gonna happen. And, What's like? But, what but, you- to your point, that's that foresight. Having that foresight to see, 
virtual exhaustion is going to happen. What comes after that? What will the market need after that? And planning for that next thing, even if you don't know what it looks like, you know, there's going to be a need in the market. And what can you bring to the table or start identifying now? Yeah. Well, speaking of that same kind of vein, what do you think is coming up next for social media? Do you have any ideas? Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Shit's changing all the time. Well, I do have an idea. Wow. I'm going to say my idea on your podcast. Isn't that just the fit exclusive? This is a what the fit exclusive. exclusive. And I'm going to put it out there because I don't have the means to sell it right now. So if it's made, everybody knows it was heard here first. Yeah, we could, we like do um like digital copywriting. So like if you say it and you say don't steal my idea, then no one can do it. Great, don't steal my idea. Here it is. Um, I actually had this idea back in like 2016 or 17. But I told my friend I was like, the day's gonna come when we're gonna see an Instagram for audio content. Think bite-sized content that you can think. I have my headphones on and I'm just listening to content. That content could be a podcast. That content could be a 10-second clip of my best friend singing me happy birthday. That could be anything. It could be from a celebrity. It could be from anything. You're just going to have, you know, can you imagine Will Smith just saying, I hope everybody has a good day. You can scroll through your feed of whatever kind of audio content you want. Um, Spotify, I saw an email today of Spotify is now going to, for people who are hosting virtual things like you and I are doing, they're going to be able to record it and save it as a podcast. And that was the cool. cre- that was the cream of what I said. I was like, there it is right there. It's going to start happening. I wouldn't be surprised if Spotify started that. That would have been, that would be perfect. Yeah, that's really interesting. I can see that too moving because like our, our, our eyes are just going to be tired of looking and my, at the screen. And my, fr- and my friend thought I was crazy. He's like, that would never happen. And people don't like audio content that much. I was like, it's absolutely going to happen. Yeah. Because it's been like, to your point, that's that need that's going to, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to, I want to shift gears and talk about your fitness journey. Yep. And I know that what, what was, it? I've, I've looked at your fitness posts, of course, I really enjoy reading them. I think they're really interesting and great and relatable and exactly the kind of breath of fresh air that we need in the fitness industry that like, I'm, I can't fucking look at this like before and after picture of like the same fucking thing you see all the time and someone's like I you know I was doing all these workouts and I was never happy and then the next day I loved myself and I lost 25 pounds and I am muscular yeah like what and so I just yeah I guess we want to kind of tell walk me through because I think that it when I met you last May, it seems like you've been on this journey kind of for like a year now. Was it like around that time where you were starting to think about or just what did it look like? Your relationship with fitness before? I know it wasn't because of me, Brooke. I'm not saying that. No, I just, I hate fitness so much to this day. But okay. So I, the, the, only yeah, other time, the only other time I had lost weight other than right now, my most thinnest outside of now was back in college. Uh, sophomore year, out of nowhere, I decided to lose 30 pounds. And my thought process was literally... I'm having so much fun. I'm flirting with so many girls. I, I'm kind of fat. I wonder what it would be like if I lost a little bit of weight. Literally my thought. And I did. And I, yeah. lost, I lost a ton of weight and I was thriving. Um, and then I, <laughs> I, I gained it all back when I started working, working desk job, corporate life. Um, then yeah. I, got, I got married and, you know, that weight is serious. And um, when I got divorced uh, last year, I decided I wanted to lose weight, but I had been thinking about it because I hated working out. So it took me six months to think about working out. I had to think about it. It's a serious decision because once I make yeah. it, I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I, I I went to the gym for the first time in June after six months of heavily thinking about it. Thinking about it. Um, and I hadn't stopped. You know, for me, yeah. 
it, you know, we all put fitness journeys ahead of us. We got to do this. For me, I went into it. And the reason I've been consistent to date is because it was always no pressure from the beginning, no pressure to lose weight, no pressure for nothing. Just move. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's probably the difference it made, right? It was like, yeah, of course, you're a smart, capable human being. If you tell yourself, I want to lose 30 pounds, any of us can probably go out and do that with a lot of like sacrifice yeah. to, and probably discomfort, but you can do it. Yeah. But then like, what, like, why does that even matter? The weight, like, what is the part of the weight that that doesn't matter? It's not coming from any like real place. And then of course you're going to gain it back. And then what do you do again? Well, you fucking lose the weight again. <laughs> but, I, but I think, you know, the thing that people need to remember is a little does go a long way. Like I was talking to my friend and he's super into fitness and I went for a run and I got back done. He's like, you got to run for at least 20 minutes before you start burning fat. I was like, if I put that pressure on myself every time I got up, I'm, I'm not going to do this. Like there's no yeah. way. And so I, I started, I stopped thinking about how much I need to do in order to do what I need to do and started literally thinking I'm going to do what I can today. And every day counted. And before you know it, I'm losing weight and I'm looking better pictures. And it took me a long time to actually start seeing it. But then I do look back and I'm like, oh my God, I, when I look at pictures now, I can't even believe I was that big. It's, it's literally unfathomable because I never saw that person. I always, I always see Brooke whenever I see myself. Right. And I have such confidence, you know, I have confidence without the weight. Well, and like, it's not, Right. You do have confidence with or without the weight. Like it's not about the weight. So what is, what is working out done for like you and your mental place and like how it makes you feel overall? Yeah. You know, going back when I lost a bunch of weight in college, I would say the difference between then and now is that because I'm older and I actually have life stresses, I actually do feel the tangible differences of working out. I sleep better. I am more alert when I need to be alert. I have more energy. Like these are things that as a 21 year old, you don't really feel feel it to the extent that you need right. to and you just have food. a lot of fucking energy anyway right like if so you it's think like, like yeah <laughs> right so right, I, actually, right, right. I actually feel a lot better and and I just mm-hmm. look better and everything about how I'm feeling now keeps me motivated so I'm running every day now I go on oh, really three walks a day like I'm I'm more active and I recently changed it from working out in the gym to working out outside right before quarantine ironically because I it's been hard for me. I'm someone who doesn't like to work out in public. So going to the gym by myself and then getting to a place where I'm working out outside by myself, these are big milestones that I would have otherwise never been able to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What, so you're going on runs. Do you like to run? I hate hate it. I I told Christy, I hate working out. (laughs) My, my, my boobs are big. I hate running. I can, can, what if you thought of something else that you liked to do? No, it's gotta be run. It's gotta be running. I've listened, I've done, I've done boxing. I went rock climbing. Like I'll throw in some random things for sure. But the, ru- the running has to continue. I can't stop. That's what you. Okay. 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 I get it. I hate what, it. Do you, did, did you like boxing though? I love boxing. Boxing. And that's good fun. cardio. Yeah. Oh, but it was just like. It's a lot of pressure. Again, if I put myself in yeah, this a pressure situation, you know, with the rock climbing and the boxing, I got to go. I got to get the gear. I got to like. I, I, the reason I decided to start working out outside is because I didn't want to have to drive 15 minutes to the gym. That, that alone yeah. would have incentivized me to not want to do it. But if yeah, I can't yeah. get my butt up and take my butt right outside my apartment, then I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I get that. I get that. Do you do, so I've been, I, I'm not trying to like, like running anymore. I, I, it is what it is with running, whatever I do it because it's, you know, again, I guess it just part of like overall fitness, right? Like you were sure. talking about. But 
I try, I break mine up into like run walks. Yeah, so I'll too. like run for a while and like feel really okay. good. And then as soon as I think like you, I want to stop, I say, okay, I can stop. Like I take, I like you, I yeah. kind of take the pressure off of like, okay, I'm going on a three mile run. Well, you know, if I get a mile and I want to walk, I can fucking walk. I'm an adult. I make my own choices. Yeah. I used <laughs> and to that change the game. Oh, absolutely. And that, that was actually my most recent elevation of taking working out to the next tier is again, started out going outside. I was doing laps around my block, but then now I'm doing longer walks and I'm incorporating the runs in those walks. So I'll do my 40, 50 minute walk and do, you know, I'll be like, Oh, I'll run to that light. And then I'll walk. Okay. Then I'll run to that light. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hike? You have the most fucking amazing hiking in LA. Oh, I'm so spoiled. I know I hate hiking because my hair, I love bugs in my hair. I hate hiking. <laughs> I not- hate fitness. <laughs> if you do, if you do, if you do like, like fucking the observatory hike or Runyon, like those are not bugs in your hair type of hikes. I like just- you're going to get like an Instagram model in your hair before you're going to get a bug in your hair. Oh, I, uh, you know, I would go there just to be able to like, oh, well, anyway, exactly. Yeah. I've literally, <laughs> no, the last time I went on a hike was for the Instagram photo. So that's about yeah, no, all I that'll drive it. me. I appreciate your, your honesty there. Um, okay. I did forget one thing I wanted to talk to you, which is like one of the most important things about social media. How would you describe your relationship with, so, with social media? Like, do you, pl- do you, could you, do you get into a comparison game? Do you think you ever need a break? Is it ever like toxic to you? What's it like? You know, it's so weird that you ask that because no, I am one of those, I'm yeah. a rare breed of a human. I am not affected by social media. I don't get anxiety from it. I don't get overwhelmed by it. I don't get, you know, I don't get to a place where like I have to put down my phone. I'm just wired so differently. Mm. I can be multitasking, be on there, be posting. Be, I'm just completely fine. I'm completely I wonder if fine. it's because like you made it, it into your. Yeah, I wonder if it's because you've like made it into your career, so like you can have this detachment where it doesn't like give you that same level of anxiety that it gives like a lot of other people. What I do you think? I don't think so. I don't think it's because my yeah. career. I think it's because I truly just think it's because I'm I'm okay with. It. Yeah. I'm really weird. Yeah. I'm just wired different. Well, it's probably also like deeper, like you're okay with yourself. So it I doesn't think, matter. That's it. I think it really is just like on the core level of like, I'm financing all of that because that's all external stuff. Like external stuff has nothing to do with internal Brooke. And only I have right. command over internal Brooke. And I'm just not very affected by external factors gen- generally. Right. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I can see that too, especially with like, it, maybe it's easier for you to, I mean, it's, I, if anything starts to kind of affect me negatively on Instagram, I can very easily pull myself back and be like, this is not real. Yeah. Like whatever they decided to post was conscious choosing may or may not be edited. The best picture they've had on their camera roll of a thousand. Like, well, you know, but you know, what, Chris, you, know, you bring up a great point in that I am blessed to where I, I guess I've never had to really play the comparison game throughout my life. Right. I've always been yeah. somewhat u- uniquely different. It, you can't really yeah. put me in a bracket with a lot of different people in general. And I guess that has kind of brought over into social media where it's like, I, I don't really, you know, if I was in a, if I was in an, an atmosphere within social media to where it is cutthroat, I probably yeah. would be different, but because I haven't had to be that way, it just, that's something that hasn't right. arisen in me yet. Right. Right. So maybe it's like the, it's like the opposite effect of like, not that your career has made you good at resisting social media, your ability to kind of resist that social media temptation has made you really good at your career. 
but it's hard for people to accept that because I'm always, I'm always on the gram. I'm always posting. So it's hard to accept that. Like, I don't, I don't need the validation as crazy. And it's not an attention seeking thing. It's literally, I love telling stories. I love showing creative. Like it comes from that more so than needing this thing from people. But I love the attention. Like, yeah, no, I know. I, get you. I, I love me some I, fucking likes. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to curse I, the podcast. Brooke, <laughs> you can <laughs> fucking say. <laughs> Try to keep it PG 13 oh for my you. God, no. Uh, no, I totally understand. I totally understand what you're saying. I yeah. feel. I feel very similarly. I yeah. love, I've always, my whole life loved putting content out on whatever platform, fucking live journal, fucking like AOL profile shit, whatever it was from the early days, web shots on Facebook. Like always, I've been always putting my life on for other people to absorb. Same. And I I, I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, what does quarantine life in LA look like? Quarantine life in LA is actually pretty busy. I'm I'm actually busy, obviously, because with all of this and everything shifting to social and everything, you know, you can imagine my life ironically has gotten busier in quarantine from a professional standpoint, but mm-hmm. people are walking the streets of LA. It's, you know, it's nice to take walks in LA. Now I would say more people are walking in LA than they were when LA was on. And it kind of feels like it's back to the sixties where childhood kids are playing with the neighbor kids. And I had, you, you saw this guy on his, and he looked like some like, you know, LA douchebag with his glasses but like he was sitting on his lawn with his coffee reading a book he just looks so happy and it's just like it's like it's like simple times again and it's really nice it's really I know I know I mean as much as you know we were talking before we started recording of like oh I'm not okay but like it's all it's just this insanely weird paradox where it's like we're not okay but I like it (laughs) I I live five minutes from work and I always drive to work I I couldn't even walk five minutes to work and now I find myself walking everywhere and it's fun for me it's so fun yeah no walking is the best now it is now it is (laughs) okay let's be clear It wasn't before. Why didn't you like walking before? I just, oh, I hate exercise. How many times have oh, I been telling you? Okay, okay, you have the okay, worst person on your fitness podcast. By no, I know. I love it. I'm, I'm really love that you're the person <laughs> on the podcast that hates fitness the most. And that's why I'm going to be so excited to hear the answer to the question of what does being fit mean to you? Being fit means to me being the best version of yourself. I think being be, bringing whatever side of you that you love and value the most to the forefront is being fit. Whether that means yeah. being physically fit, having your hair on point, whatever that yeah. looks like in whatever form, that's fit for me. Yeah, no, I love that. It's a perfect, perfect answer. So, and um, another very important question: Where can people follow you? <laughs> <laughs> well, if people want to uh, follow me and hear more of my ramblings, please follow me on Instagram at Brookberry. And then on Twitter, you can find me at OMG Brookberry. Do you tweet a lot? Yeah, I go through phases. I go through phases where I'll be like tweeting up a storm for a month and then you won't hear from me for another month. And then, you know, I was, I was, Twitter's like, like that. Yeah. Tell me. I was on such a Twitter kick, like from like 2010 to 2012, and then just totally fell off. Like oh, just no, like Twitter. stuck. Twitter is where it's, I love Twitter. I get all of my news from Twitter. I get every, I get everything breaking from Twitter. Twitter's great. Okay, maybe this is, my, this is another new quarantine project I can take on. I think, I think if you're talking about, if you're talking about TikTok versus Twitter, for you being a fitness podcast, you need to, you need to figure out Twitter for sure. Okay. Because okay. Twitter, okay. Twitter, there's no searchability like Twitter. And I know we got to wrap up soon. I got a call soon, but there's no searchability function like Twitter. So you, 
again, discoverability. If you want to get, you know, eyeballs, discoverability is key. And discoverability on Twitter in terms of search functionality is excellent. Damn. Okay. 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 Well, Brooke, thank you so much for coming on. You're I so, so appreciate you. It's so good to see you. I'm mad and very sad that I'm not going to get to see you next month, but as soon as this is over, come have fun. We'll yeah. go out to bars again, sip cocktails again. And uh, we'll I hope look so, at Chrissy. I'm scared. I don't know. Saddling. <laughs> I don't know when West Hollywood's going to be back open for business. Oh, so I, I hope I that's know. the case, but you know what I'm looking forward to? Our house parties. That's going to rise. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's party. something to look forward to. Thanks everyone for listening. Reminder: follow on Instagram at What the Fit Podcast. Follow me at Chrissy Grody. Um, contribute to the Patreon if you're inclined. Share about the podcast. That's a great way. If we're talking about getting eyeballs, help me share the podcast via your social media if you like what you hear. And uh, stay safe. Thanks everyone. 